thank you for listening to the podcast fold and behold um i just start off with all the social media things because that's the way people communicate nowadays i am found on the instagram handle fold and behold and you can reach me at my email as well that's going to be fold and behold at gmail.com just to make sure that's referenced here thank you for listening um I'm going to be discussing a film that I saw recently and that made such a good impact on me because it was an interesting film. It did address some things that a lot of people are talking about nowadays. And, you know, with this, there there is a wave of horror films that's coming out in the next couple of years. And, you know, with the return of it um, being a mainstay as one of the scariest films, there are other scary films out there and either portrayed through different tropes of uh, what we think of as a fearful thing. There's a couple good ones that are going to be out there. Um, the, the example of Get Out, definitely one trope of the genre that we think of as being scary. And then we have the new trailer for It. So, you know, we're we're in a very wide range of horror films. And I do have a film that I did say recently in the horror genre that's, not, um, that's won a couple of awards throughout, you know, all of the different film uh, festivals. Um, just to make reference to the film that I'll be talking about today, it is the winner of, winner of the Citizen Kane Award um, from the Stiges F- Film Festival, um, winner of the Sutherland Award at the BFI London Film Festival, and the winner of the Kane's Award at the Seminar de de la Critique. Um, you know, it's going to be a French uh, a French uh, Academy, I would imagine. Um, and the uh, official selection of Toronto Film Festival. So it's gotten a lot of buzz throughout the film genre, you know, buffs, because of people have been talking about this film. And it is going to be the film Raw. It is a really beautifully done film by the director Julia Decono. I think I'm going to be butchering the name. Um, uh, because this is a, f- a foreign film, it is a French film, but it does address a lot of very very cool tropes about horror or what we think of as scary nowadays um so this will be episode eight of fold and behold and what we'll be talking about is um raw and our lust to be a cannibal so like i said this film is directed by julia decono um it is a french foreign film um so there were french subtitles it was starring garance uh, Marielli. I know I'm gonna butcher these names, but they are, you know, beautiful names for, for some very beautiful people. Um, El Rumpf, Raba, Natia Ofela, Laurent Lucas, and Joan Priest. I did get the synopsis from the film festival, one of the film festivals, like uh, diagnosis. So I just want to make sure. Um, it is directed by Julia Decono. The the production was by Jean Desfortes. Uh, the scenario was Julia Decono again. Um, the cinematography was Ruben Impes, Impens, I'm sorry, and then editing was Jean uh, Christopher uh, Bose. The sound was Matthias Dacamp's uh, Severin Favrier um, and Stephanie Thaibat. Um, production design and, uh, was by uh, Laurie Colson, and music was one uh, by Jim Williams. So just to make sure I give credit, because this is an emerging film, you know, people talk about the other people that are on the production and want to make sure that their, you know, names are being told. The synopsis for the film is, In Justine's family, everyone is a vet and a vegetarian. At 16, she is a gifted teen ready to take on her first year in vet school, where her older sister also attends. 
There, she gets no time to settle. Hazing starts right away. Justine is forced to eat raw meat for the first time in her life. Unexpected consequences emerge as her true self begins to emerge. So that's the synopsis. Um, it kind of gives us away because when it comes to the cannibalistic style that we have, veterinarians a very close second to that. In our minds, when it comes to veterinarians, they do they are doctors in some sense, but they ha do have to require them of knowing these systems of animals that are not human, and um, that's kind of the kind of tropes that we do see in this film which makes it quite interesting to kind of realize because the source of food are these veterinarians that deal with basically our food source and by the director's uh, words or her translations she wanted to she originally wanted to write it in a doctorate setting in some way so she chose veterinarians because no one would think being a doctor and starting eating people's flesh as a cannibalistic thing as a doctor would kind of be a little bit silly you know uh you know they can either just go down to the cadaver and just you know start picking away at them you know that's the emerging conflict that we have in this film when it comes to the monster standards of us um understanding monsters and that's what we're fearful of in this film it's this weird transformation of this one very young veterinarian student we assume she's smart because she got into this entrance exam and this hazing starts to begin and that really kind of takes the tone for the film because we are, you know, she's such pressured by her surroundings, um, by influences that are not supervised, because that's when, you know, graduate school does, in this context, it does seem like a liberation from her parents, because, you know, she's never had, she's always been guided to telling her that she's never been told to eat meat, and that's one way that as the character starts to develop or we start to see the character develop, it's a it's an interesting journey that we take because she's this very young, sweet-looking girl. She does such a good job portraying this physical, mental, and social transformation of being this innocent-looking girl into what appears to be a monster in our eyes. And But it's a physical transformation for us. And the first part that I want to unfold about this film is this transformation that we talk about in you know just coming of age tales films such as like charlie bartlett is one that's a, i'm a big fan of it is my uh, ferris bueller's day off those are the films that i look up to so we're introduced to this concept of innocence in some films i, I was thinking of like the hunger games and like people these empowering type women that kind of take control of their situation but of course there are innocence in some things and that's the transformation that we see um throughout this film in particular and talking about the physical transformation, she goes through kind of revelation for her because she starts finding this weird sense of lust for food or meat products in some way. And that's that's really what develops in this kind of sense because it takes away this innocence that we see of any girl because they set it up. She's this hopeful student. She's she's gifted in what she does and what she understands about the world. And it is a setting that she can, where she tries to prove that. It takes that into effect and completely switches it on its head. And it makes it very interesting to watch because, you know, we're hopeful that she will be successful in school. But as this new ritual situation happens, for her it's such an overexposure type of experience you know you see people dancing and the scene particularly in this one makes it so much of it of it's a lively type thing you know there's people dancing making out with other ones you know you see 
uh, it, it was such a um, kind of like a femme fatale for all of this because as her sheltered uh, sense of being a vegetarian, she's seeing all these bodies closely knit together. And the hazing process is just, it's beautifully done because you see these transformation of these, you know, basically children or students, you know, walking in such a way that makes them look like, not look like a human at all. Those are the kinds of themes that it takes to pull a film like this off because there is blood, there is gore, there is um, of this disgust that we find about the human body. But then we eat a cow occasionally and they introduce that in a way that makes it not disgusting because it's an operation for these animals it's a it's a process of how we prepare the meat for our consumption and it's very masterfully told in this film and that's why i really like to describe it in such a way because i had such an interesting experience seeing this film um so i want to make just make sure to uh, address that i did see it at winwood um, um, o Cinema. It was a great film, and they did have some, you know, tr uh, things to prepare us for the actual experience. They had a makeup artist come by, and I think there's just very enthusiastic people about the film. So I was glad that I was sharing with people that did enjoy it as, or at least tried to enjoy it as much as I tried doing. It's a very great place down there if you're ever um, down in Miami. Just to get back into it, it is this innocence, and uh, what I wrote down just to unfold as we address the first part is the film comes across as a woman's coming-of-age tale about discovering for a longing for the taste of any raw flesh. This physical, mental, and social transformation of Justine gives us a justification for her actions in a way that we cannot admit to be correct, and that's the correctness that we have, because is it meat? Is it food? Is it something that she lusts over or she thinks that her mind wants? It does go into those questions. So, and are we disgusted when she begins experiencing her first taste of human flesh or are intrigued by her development from lusting over her source of food? So it takes this innocence that we see in any type of this character or this setup and completely throws it away. And that's what I wanted to make sure to unfold in this first part. The second part that I do want to unfold is the uh, mental transformation that happens with Justine in this film. You know, she is introduced as this innocence, but, you know, she finds a the safe haven because her, we are introduced as the audience um, to her sister. And her sister has been, you know, in the school for a little bit. She's a little bit older. And she does address this kind of like alpha figure in the society that she's living in, in this ritualistic practice that is medical school um <laughs> it is interesting that they she's the one that kind of has a little bit more of a control of what she, her situation is because she kind of pulls her out of reality in a sense when it comes to being in one of those parties um and you see a way that they address certain tropes about the horror genre and because when it comes to justine's transformation we find that her sister is actually a mental reflection of what she's been going through since we know that we have someone that has been around in this area we can see that the lust for flesh can be something that could somewhat be controlled. And that's what's really interesting about how they use this sister as a way to, once again, justify the fact that she's still having these uh, emotions towards eating food, and towards eating, you know, meat in its raw form. There's just a lot of questions that we ask as the audience because when it comes to her sister's attachment to food, this physical reflection of what she will become becomes a way of us to mentally see and mentally prepare us of the disgusting things that she'll 
try doing. You know, one of the things that she she does is she steals a patty of meat from the lunch line, and you're just like, why did you do that? It was a it was a way to get meat without paying for it because it's a, a unlawful thing, and she gets exposed to eating meat in a variety of ways. Uh, you know, throughout the beginning of the film, and it's quite interesting that she has her sister to kind of uh, guide her along this weird journey that she's having um, as she tries to mentally transform into this this weird sense of being and of course when it comes to the french language they have an understanding of human body and these emotions and ways of explaining what we're thinking when it comes to people around us and just finding that there is a sense of lust we find as lust when we're watching the film but when it comes down to the uh, the effects that it does it generate inside of us and that's why the sister is crucial to this for us to help to understand this transformation because of the mental aspects of it she starts physically seeing that she is changing and then you know as she's as there is this mental approach to what she's thinking it's just like hey if it tastes good then i'll eat it like because of this fleshy kind of uh, approach to our food it kind of draws that uh, draws this thin line between what we do and what we eat and it's just and i love how the tropes those types of tropes really approach this horror it's really of a, a, a type of disgust because we do not see the physical body as something that is most people do not see the body as a physically beautiful thing to witness it, or at least for the sense of beauty that we would find. And it's disgusting to see that this body transforms. And it's disgusting to see a person eat raw meat. You know, there there is a line of disgust that's throughout all of this film. I'm, I'm a weirdly sensitive to attraction to it because it is a film that's portrayed as this young trope and, and her sister kind of like guides her along you know she's still an innocent person in the sense but she's not going to be all throughout that's one of the physical things that really does happen and the mental things that kind of transform that the di- the actor did a good job kind of portraying those types of uh weird sense of uh, body language when it comes down to being in this physical state because it did look like a physical transformation of her whole entity and that was really cool to see that this film portrayed it so well so and what i wrote down was for this physical transformation and the mental transformation that happens with justine she can see a reflection within her sister because she turns out to be the true monster in the film you know not to be a spoiler or anything but you know just having this experience through the film really allows us to kind of just be satisfied because we are disgusted but we're also intrigued and with the literature that i've been reading you know about the concepts of horror monsters are used because they are not physical reflections of any type of human we can use that as being either a certain emotion towards disgust that's why i liked about this film because we did feel a physical and mental and a social transformation for this justine character because her innocence is completely drawn away from her since they had the sister as the monster in this film it does address the beginning of the movie you know for like any song or maybe like any movie um you know the first couple minutes do set the tone throughout the rest of what you'll be witnessing and since we come out of this as a way of feeling uncomfortable i felt very uncomfortable throughout the whole film because i as I was watching these characters discover things about their body, but then discover that they have this weird sense or this weird lust to eat meat, it's just like, wow. Like, I I don't know why I'm feeling that I have this outward uh, expression of disgust to all of it, but then I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm questioning why this monster portrays such a n- 
not a negative. It, it's definitely not negative, but it's just something that's different about what the human experiences in life. And um, since we reflect so much in what the human humans do um, in you know movies, television, and just the people around them, like if you saw a person eating raw flesh out in the open, would we question what what her ways were? You know, it's just something that we do not do. But we go to a restaurant that serves cow, and you know, it serves all of these different mammals, which all these veterinarian students are familiar with. You know, we don't find any disgust in that. And those are the types of questions that I came out of the film. When I was walking out, I was like, wait, why Why did I feel that this was, um, all of this was justified because I do eat a burger? And the people that, you know, have this disgust for, for the type of food, that could be justified as well. And I love, it does address social problems. It does address how, how films can address these types of problems when it comes to the, in terms of disgust. And I, I heard that when it came to the premiere of this film, you know, there were people that were throwing up physically because it is such a, it's such a close and thin line between that in which we find disgusting about the human body and which we don't. And it's, I, I love how it's narrated through the concept of a monster or a person that does physically eat flesh and um, when it comes to the concept of being this raw or I think it's grave uh, in in French it is this concept really of you know of death and not defecation either what is discomfort that we have for the film it is justified because we find out more things about these characters and what they are actually doing because they it is something we find out is out altogether it's something that we can't control you know we we do have these have these tendencies to go out to eat a burger or to eat some food or you know because it is something that we would need and that's the type of source of food that we have it's this source of cannibalistic cannibalism is the word for eating raw flesh and raw meat or humans in this in this context but physically have that type of food in you is something that's necessary for us to have that's what i that 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 type of rhetoric in in between what we see on film really changes how our perceived notion of all of this is and the when it comes to the uh, we we are suspended in the concepts of film because we don't normally think about these things on a day-to-day basis. What is in our food? What can we do to prevent us from lusting over things that we don't need? Like, There's this line of meaning in this film that really just takes a little bit of time. And I, as an experience, it took a lot for me to have this type of experience to be enjoyed about it. And because people nowadays are wanting to be scared and wanting to be kind of discomforting in their own skin when it comes to these jump scares or i want to say threat or fear we can see about attributing it to something that is natural to us and that is something i really enjoyed about this part of the film the next part i want to unfold would probably be the social transformation that happens to justine one of the scenes that really pops into my head when i do, do think about this is she's physically reflecting in a mirror and she's listening to this very I would say raunchy lyrical music, and it's a very interesting selection of, I want to say rap, because it's not any type of rap that I've heard, but it is this French kind of love rap that um, it's very disgusting to listen to the lyrics, but she's kind of lost into her own image. She's trying to see how, how she can be attractive to others. She's an animal, this type of animal that wants to lust over either things that look like her or do not look like her. Um, but that's the kind of sense because we think she's a cannibal or we start noticing that she has these ties of tropes, we can understand that these are 
things that happen to us. You know, these are thoughts that these are lines of thoughts that can happen to us as as people. And it's very interesting how they kind of perceive that as a notion of something that we can perceive. The type of work that was done for the actor to feel very uncomfortable. And she looked like she was very uncomfortable for some of these scenes. And of course, it is an act, you know, it is movie magic, but to be able to portray these types of things. But you felt, as the audience, very uncomfortable as well. She had such a way of expressing her body that she did not look normal, you know, in some sense. She did not look healthy in our eyes because she's this very skinny, kind of lanky girl. But then she starts to try to understand that she's a part of that reality. Uh, She's a part of this hazing scheme. You know, she's a part of this hierarchy of power that's constructed within this because, you know, everyone's forced to eat meat. There's this um, there's the scene where everyone has to line up to um, eat for the ritual. They have to eat. I, I believe it is a rabbit's liver. And this first taste of meat that she has, it physically changes her. It mentally changes her and it sets this start you know start of domino effect of her trying to experience all of these things that for for a vegetarian she's missed out upon because her parents did not advocate for any of this type of meat and it's interesting because we find that since we have such a weird connection to our food or we do we lack that connection to our food there is this weird conversation that they have when it comes to the monkeys having aids and you know that type of dilemma uh, when it comes to having, you know, physical contact with the food that we eat. Because uh, I think the joke or the lying joke goes, if we can have sex with apes, would we get AIDS because of that? You know, it it, it is this belief, this suspended belief that we, throughout all, all throughout history, that means like, if we had physical contact with a monkey, like, is that okay for us? Like, is that, will that kill us all as, as something? Because it's, it's just interesting. That's the type of commentary that's happening throughout this film. And, you know, they, tr- they try not addressing it directly, but then we are in such disbelief when it comes down to, you know, her eating physical flesh and becoming this monster that is revealed in front of our eyes. And the suspending that is just, it's an experience overall, because when we go into movies, we want to find experiences that do question, I, I want to say question what we do as people, because film has the reflection of doing that. Uh, just, uh, I was mentioning today about the film Human Traffic and films that kind of play into what our effects of reality are. And I just love talking about that kind of stuff. And that's why I fully loved about this film because it did suspend our reality about, you know, what we do or something about humans that we do. And it is that is we eat. And we eat food in any sense of the word, but it is a different definition for us altogether. And when it comes to food, what we think of as nourishment changes for any person. And that's what the transformation that we see for her. Because we have this weird sense of why this is happening. Uh, We question what her actions are. We question what we do. And we question the things that we have to see. So so this is the question that I posed for you as I unfolded these things and um, kind of explained them in what I find the movie in my experiences. Why do we suspend the fear of cannibalism? Or how can we suggest this? suspension of cannibalism is justified and i believe this film answers that question you know we've always attributed to cannibalism as such a negative thing in society but there has been people in our generation or at least that have eaten other people but we do eat animals we do eat we are fenders we find ways to sustain ourselves and that's the difference between that and a belief of cannibalism because if 
I found a lust for it. And, you know, we discover that this film attributes to her lust for it throughout all of it. This justification of what we eat and what we don't. Because, you know, I find that I do get hungry for a bowl of Chipotle. I don't know. You know, this this weird sense of why we do the things we do are, are just ways of being able to sustain ourselves. I do invite you to watch this film, uh, you know, as much as I've been talking about it. It is a very beautifully done film with the production value and with everyone that I did credit to, they did pull off a very well done film. And with the awards, it definitely deserves the recognition that it does. Because if I can find these questions in watching this film, then a lot more people can have better interpretations of it. And I found that it was just so beautiful to watch. And I had such an experience that I could fully immerse myself in what this film exactly was and it is an experience when it comes to the horror genre or what we find in watching these types of films there is an experience overall we do like to get scared we do like to be disgusted we do like to feel like if this is not our lives then we can go ahead and see like oh if i did like meat then that would be completely fine you know we try finding these connections and these significances in our lives and that's what i I found really fascinating about this because I don't know. I'll try some raw meat after after watching this film to see what happens. So with the discoveries that we find and what we have throughout this film, I, I absolutely loved it. I do recommend you watching it. I do believe it does come out in theaters, select theaters, um, throughout all of April. So please check out, you know, find your local listings if that makes any sense to you if you're a movie buff. But please, I do invite you to explore this film just a couple people to thank. I just want to make sure to thank my friend uh, Serge Cruz. He actually invited me to the showing of this film, and I was really happy that he did because I would not have gotten this experience, this whole entire experience, and you know had a new enjoyment for the horror film and the horror genre. Um, and of course, there's a lot of films that I have not explored, and I'm constantly trying to find something new. So please, if you do have any films that you that you think I'd like to enjoy. Please let me know. Uh, I do have the email address, g- uh, uh, foldingbehold at gmail.com, and also my Instagram. So please let me know if you have any. Uh, for, I do want to also thank O Cinema. O Cinema had a really a great staff, and they have great people that do love film. And I was glad that I was able to see and uh, see this film with the, the people that enjoy these types of films. And I thank you for it. And it's a great, it's a great little venue. And O Cinema for the independent film industry that's down here, a great job. And I want to make sure to thank them. Um, I don't, I don't know who those people are, but I'm glad that they're showing these types of films even early on for, for people that want to get a first impression and uh, to get an impression from it all together. So I want to thank O Cinema and I just want to make sure to you know address things that made this possible. So um, thank you once again for listening. My name is Leandro Patalio. You can once again find me at foldandbehold at gmail.com uh, and also my Instagram handle and SoundCloud. That's what it is. I have SoundCloud. (laughs) Um, So thank you very much. I do appreciate your time. Have a wonderful day.